Welcome to the Your Creativity Podcast. We have long-form conversations featuring incredible creatives from all walks of life, sharing their unique journeys, and more with our quirky panel of hosts, featuring Dylan Mazziotti, Steve Hatch, Terry Burden, and Jessica Richardson. Welcome back to Your Creativity, everybody. The, the Clerks 30th Anniversary Tour continues, I guess. Um, we are broadcasting to the East Coast again. Well, not technically broadcasting, but connecting with the East Coast <laughs> again. Uh, with Rick Darris himself, Ernie O'Donnell. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back, man. Appreciate it. No problem. It's always cool. And thanks joining for, us. Thanks for representing the. Sorry, I got to acknowledge the black oh, and yeah. white. <laughs> I'm in black and much. white. And I'm wearing my Jay inside the Bob Goodall shirt, so thank you. You know, I gotta, I gotta represent properly. And uh, my co-host today is also representing. Um, she's got a Goodwill Hunting poster behind her, in German. I couldn't really get it in in Boston. You know, I don't know that people would be able to read that on a poster. I don't know what that would look like <laughs> verbally on a poster, but I think you get the gist. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's funny with that that poster, you know, means a lot to uh to Kevin. But people seem to forget that he was the catalyst for getting that thing made. Oh really? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, they basically came to him. Ben came to him first. About oh, it. I did not know that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I He's thought I knew love. everything about that film, and I learned something new today already. Yeah, if you read into it, Kevin is the one who kind of planted the seed for that movie and, and got it into, uh, you know, shifted it to Gus Van Zandt. But um, yeah, it's I, a, it's a I knew I film. liked that guy. I knew I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good one. I think he may be credited as some sort of producer on it or I forget the actual title they gave him, but we do have it hanging uh in the theater and we also just auctioned off a goodwill hunting carhartt crew jacket uh, uh a couple weeks ago i i would have put in a bid for that <laughs> <laughs> it went for a nice it went for a nice chunk of change i'll say that yeah all right well, well i would have tried but i probably wouldn't have gotten it <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ernie, let's catch up. We last time we talked, it was over four years ago. It was like April of uh, 2020. So, yeah, just we're in COVID a little bit, thinking it wouldn't last very long. <laughs> the, this mod castle was going to open in June, but yeah. it ended up being. Uh, so, catch us up a little bit on the mod castle. How how long was it open, and and the transition into the so basically, while uh, while COVID was going on, I was building the Smart Castle. I was working all by myself. I travel from my house, which is literally ten minutes away, uh, to that location at sixty four Leonard Avenue, right near, right next to the Quick Stop. So I'd go there every single day and do that. Um, and finally, when we were allowed to open, we had a, a bunch of shows. We we had a nice run, I have to say, uh, for a good year or so. But then the opportunity came to, well, I found out that the um, Atlantic Movie House was for sale, which is used to be called Atlantic Cinema, which is where me and Kevin grew up. 
uh, and that's the theater that we went to. Um, and Kevin had just had was trying to broker a deal to buy the quick stop at the same time, but that deal fell through. So him and uh, one of our partners, Ashley, had some extra cash laying around because uh, that deal fell through. So I found out through my buddy Jeff, who's now one of our partners in the theater, that it was going up for sale again. But then I proposed to Kevin. I said, hey, you know, what do you think about buying the movie theater with the money that you're going to invest in quick stop since that fell through? So we made some phone calls, had some meetings, brought Ashley in, Jeff, myself, and Kevin, and pretty much bought our childhood movie theater. Uh, and once we bought that, a few months later, we decided to close the small Smart Castle in Leonardo, which is basically a 50-seater, and upgraded to a five-screen uh, five theater, uh, pretty much. Uh, uh, it was way more. I have to say this: it, me and Kevin went in with our eyes open, right, thinking this was the greatest thing in the world, buying our movie, but movie uh, house theater where we grew up in and did some really crazy stuff. And as a kid, uh, and then come to realize that you know on the back end the movie business was in the toilet, as he's been saying a lot lately. But uh, we put on a lot of cool programming there, and it's been a lot of fun. I got to say that. But uh, I never expected the transition at this point in my uh, in my uh, life to be owning a movie theater and operating a movie theater. It was, it's pretty surreal, to be honest. Yeah, when at first like hit you all the responsibility and like the stuff. How how did that how did that affect you? Uh, the responsibility of running the movie theater? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, of course he said, you know, you're an owner, but you're also going to be the head operator. So I oversee all the the bookings and the events and the, the employees and, you know, anything that went with it, uh, handling and taking care of, you know, the maintenance, uh, the ordering of the, of the concessions, uh, the merchandise, you name it, you know, the websites. Uh, then I decided to start a film festival, which was nuts. But <laughs> uh, but it was just so much fun. And we were so enthused to, to bring all this stuff to, to our fans and our programming that, you know, basically I just said, fuck it. I said, let's let's have some fun. And, you know, I don't I don't mind the hard work. Uh, I just didn't realize how much work was involved in running a movie theater. So. You know, thank God for my partners, you know, Ashley and Jeff and um, and uh, Kevin, you know, without Kevin coming and doing what he does every month, basically putting, you know, doing us doing shows it'd really be tough for a movie theater to survive. As you all know, movie theaters are dying across the country, uh, especially the small theaters like ours, you know, so without the the variety of programming that we do. Uh, it'd be very hard to survive. You know, it's it's gotten to a point where uh, we're at the process now of really considering going nonprofit. It's just, mm. it's something that in order to keep the theater going, it's something I think we're, we're probably going to wind up doing. We've looked into it for the last couple of months. Uh, we're figuring out the logistics, if we can do it. Um, and, it's, you know, we don't want it to go anywhere. Theater has been there for over a hundred years you know and yeah. i came to i came to find out to one of my guys steven who's my one of my technical projector 
gurus there, uh, which is a small fact, but it to me it's kind of cool, is that we're one of the few theaters in the area or even on the East Coast that has operating curtains, which it sounds silly, right? You know, the curtains yeah. are open and closed yeah. on the screen. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, what's the big deal? But he's like, oh, because he works at tons of theaters on the East Coast. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you're like one of the only ones that still operate curtains. And I was like, wow. I said, huh. that's pretty cool. You know, that is cool. That yeah, is cool. it's, it's you know, it's, it's to most people, it's not a big deal. But for somebody that it, spends so many hours in a theater every year, I like the little the little details. And I yeah, also right? want to know. When you first bought the theater and you walked in there, how sticky were the floors? Because I remember, <laughs> I remember my childhood theater, right? That we'd go to in like junior high and high school. Right. And we'd go and it's like in the mall and it's like a dollar for the movie. And we go in and it's just like you're sticking. Like when oh. you, and we look forward to it, right? And then we'd walk out into the mall, into the like arcade area and we'd see how long the stick left on your on your vans right so how, yeah. how sticky was that floor <laughs> it it is a constant constant battle it really is and there's no way you can stop it i mean as much as kids are part of our business they mm -hmm. they are the worst as far as you know <laughs> spilling drinks and everything on the floor and dropping candy and then the candy disintegrates you know when the soda hits it and it gets I mean, you can mop it all day. And it's not going to get rid of it. You really, you literally have to like steam the floors, the concrete oh floors, to get that stickiness out. And then some people just paint over it. You know, that's probably just, what this theater did. I don't think they ever cleaned it. I just think once a year <laughs> they kept painting they painted it, painted over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a cleaning service that comes in every week to clean the, to do the basic cleaning of the theater. And uh, I spoke to her the other day. I said, I need you to come in for hours and just really scrub the floors. I said, it's, it's just such a battle. And even the carpets that we have there, their carpets have been there for probably 20 years. And they need a good steam cleaning. But they're just this, you know, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's a battle. <laughs> but I feel like it almost adds to the thing that we love so much. The charm of it, Going yes. to an old school theater. Like sometimes I think these new school theaters, they're almost too clean. Like I don't want to feel like I'm going into my doctor's office, right? I want to <laughs> I right. want to feel like I can get comfy and like nobody's watching me. I can just be myself. I can yell at the screen if I want to. I can laugh. I can cry. And you yes. get in there with all these fancy D box. I won't even get into the weirdness of the name of a d-box seat right um but it's like too much i don't need my seat to move for me i don't need you to tell me when to laugh like i just want to have the old school experience with the half burnt popcorn you know the the sticky floors <laughs> the seats that you know you shouldn't touch with your actual skin because right. <laughs> you know the things that could be on those yes, seats right exactly <laughs> exactly well, we, we have this argument all the time. It's not an argument, but it's a, it's an ongoing discussion. Uh, well, first, I will say we have the best popcorn on the East Coast. Mm. Hands hands down, and we don't burn it. Uh, people love our popcorn because we, we do, uh, you know, have some good stuff. But what I will say is it's this constant battle of our seats. Now, our seats are the original seats. They're uncomfortable, but 
comfortable enough to spend two hours, maybe three hours in. But after that, you know, it gets to be a little much. But half of our audience is always asked us, hey, when are you going to change it and upgrade the seats? And then the other half is like, well, don't do that. These seats are great because I don't fall asleep in them. I don't get, you know, too comfortable. I mean, it's just enough for me to watch a movie and engage and then I get out of there. Um, so when we have our overnight, we just had clerks up all night where it lasted from 10 p.m. at night till eight in the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we ran three clerks movies in a row with Q&As in between and we had an auction. It was great. But these guys are in those seats for all those hours. Um, and they're true diehard fans. And, you know, thank God for them. But yeah, we're, it's that battle of, we change the seat. I mean, every week I'm in there fixing them, you know, a bolt falls out. I got to fix yeah. it. And, you know, I brought my brother-in-law in there two weeks ago to see, no, three weeks ago to see Godzilla. And he's like, all right, I'm going to come in. So I, yeah, it was a great movie. Oh, so so I brought him in and he takes his jacket off and he just literally plops down into the seat. Doesn't, you know, grab the arms and go down. He plops into it. <laughs> plops into it and the seat just, the whole back blows out. <laughs> and I'm like, you, you just broke my seat. He goes, I'm going to sue you. I was like, sue me. I was like, you're not even here, really. I was like, I've opened the theater up for you privately. So he wouldn't get out of the seat. He just laid back in it and did the whole thing. He's like this, you know, watch, watch, watching the, the movie. <laughs> The next day, he calls me. He goes, I had to go to my chiropractor. I'm giving you the bill. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You know, breaking my balls. I mean, he was only joking, but it's, you know. I would have told them to fix the seat. Like, you broke it. Here's the tools. Like, yeah, fix it up. And I, I was thinking there. about that. Like, <laughs> anytime I go to Boston, I am going to Fenway. And the best thing about Fenway, other than watching the game at Fenway, is that it's the original seats. Yeah. Right. You're sitting there and you know, you're going to be a little uncomfortable, but you know, you're going to stand up a few times, you know, you're going to go get the hot dog. Um, but I don't know that I would love, I mean, I'd still love Fenway, but it, it gives the charm of the things that we love about that time. And right. cinema has been around for such a long time. And I am not saying that I don't love me a good theater seat where I can sit back when I know I have to do so many screenings but unless right. you're going to a Snyder cut of a film you shouldn't be in that theater for more than three hours if you're watching a movie now if you're doing a marathon that's different but even at Sundance I was just at Sundance Film Festival and all of the theaters are old and they all have the original seats and you know that that town brings in all that money and they have not once changed the seats in those theaters right so well. <laughs> That's good to know because, you know, we are, it's an ongoing battle, like I said, to change them. And, you know, it's a costly thing to do. It's mm -hmm. not cheap. I mean, you got to rip every seat out, got to fix the floor. Then you got to either resurface or paint the floor. And then you got to reset all new seats. And that's a task. Um, and with, you know, the way things are going with theaters nowadays, putting out a hundred, $150,000 for new seats is, you know, it's a lot, you know, so times to buy five theaters. Yeah, right. Times five. So you do one when you can. But um, yeah, I mean, I love it. Most people love it, you know, so and they do. The charm of the place is what really intrigues people when they come in. And now we have posters all over the place and 
artwork from Kevin from his private collection. It's, you know, every movie. Uh, it's just, it's it's fun. It's turning into a small little museum of sorts when people come in. You know, we have murals on the wall. Of, it's called Hollywoods to Highlands. Highlands to Hollywoods, our mural. But Kevin grew up in Highlands. And then it wraps around the lobby, this mural. It shows all the, you know, view askew characters that uh, have been in a bunch of his movies and then it wraps around and goes into all the Hollywood people that are from Jersey. Uh, you know, like a lot of the A-listers and stuff. So it's, the people love it. I mean, it's, it's good stuff. I, you know, I'm, I'm torn to upgrade the theater. <laughs> yeah, I really am. I'm, I'm really torn, but we'll see. Was it in operation when you took over it or was it clo been closed for a while? So it was closed for almost a year when the previous owner, Fred Rass, owned it. And then it it got reopened by Tony Zertucci and he renamed it Atlantic Movie House. And he had it open for about a year and a half. And then that's when we heard it was up for a sale again. Fred was thinking about selling it. And then we brought Tony in as one of our partners in the cinema now we bought the real estate we bought everything we bought the theater real estate and the building next to it because fred fred rass owned both of them uh but we brought tony in since he pretty much brought the theater back at that point uh to be partners in Smodcastle cinemas so he was having some tough times from talking to him you know keeping the theater going it's just Again, if you take Kevin out of the equation, it's a, it's a struggle. And I totally get it with other theaters, and I feel for them because I've talked to some of the other theater owners in Jersey, and, you know, every day is a battle. And the movie's out right now, I mean, as we know, are horrible. There's nothing. <laughs> There's, it's just like, I got one movie coming out this week that I'm like, hey, a new movie, you know, Argyle. It's at Argyle, and it's Argyle, yeah, opens yeah, this week, right? And that's pretty much it, because you have to well, hit your like, demographic in in your area. In your area, yeah, right. You what know? was the first movie that you played coming back? Like, what did you open up with? Oh, geez, that's a good one. Oh, Top Gun was still. Oh, yes, yeah. Top, yes. Top Gun that Maverick movie, was... that movie right there is exactly why cinema needs to exist, right? Oh, God, that yes. is that is a movie that if you did not see it in the theater when it came out, you missed out. This was oh, like yeah. everybody's like, why do we still need movie theaters? And when this movie came out, I did a lot of um, reviews and podcasts um, about this is why. Yes, you can right. stream on your phone, you can stream on, you know, your television, you can stream on your computer, but if you don't see certain movies, Godzilla, you know, uh. Top Gun Maverick, there there are so many movies that have come out since the pandemic that if you don't see them in the theater, you're missing out because they are made for that experience across the Spider-Verse. Could you imagine Amazing. watching that like on your just streaming no. That is no. stupid. It's the stupidest thing in the world. Like the people that had the balls to make across the Spider-Verse with all those different mediums and they they thought we were smart enough to understand it. 
if you're watching it on your phone or even your computer, and I've got a big computer, um, but you just would not get it. So that's why like your theater, it's so important because it's just, you, you need to go to, people need to go to theater. I went during the pandemic to whatever theater was open. I usually was the only person in it. Um, but I saw, uh, Godzilla versus Kong and like, I was in there with my husband and we are like cheering and laughing (laughs) and just love. And that is like a theater experience movie, right? Yeah. There's, there's nothing like it. And you know what it does? Uh, it actually, it, it calls, calls people out because everybody's like, Hey, I love movies. I'm a movie goer. I'm this, I love the, all this kind of crap. And I see all these movies and yeah, okay. But do you see it in the movie theater? Mm-hmm. Because if you're a true movie goer and you love the, the film experience and you really want to get, you know, lost in the fantasy of a film, you have to see it in a theater. It's just, mm-hmm. there's no other way to experience it. I mean, I have an 80, what's it, 85 inch TV surround sound in my, you know, my room and it sounds amazing, looks amazing, but there's, it does not compare to when I'm watching something in the theater. It does. It really doesn't. And there's a camaraderie, like certain, certain movies like Endgame. I remember going to the first screening, like the first pre-screening of Endgame. And we, right. you know, we fill the, the theater with other film critics and with fans that won ticket tickets, you know, on my radio station or podcast or whatever. And yeah. the moments, I think we all remember the moments if you've seen Endgame where you're cheering as soon as Cap, right? As soon as he picks up <laughs> Thor's hammer and I'm yeah. out of my seat I know, right? waiting for this moment, like our whole nerdy lives, right? <laughs> and then when Tony, when Tony gets told like he can rest now and we're all bawling, we're oh, adults just God. bawling our eyes out and we're doing it with a community of people that love what we love. So it's not only like sitting at home and watching this movie and being like, oh, this is rad. I'm so glad that all my nerdy dreams have come true on screen. It's being in a crowd of people. Like when I rented out a theater um, when Force Awakens came out, because it was the, you know, Star Wars is back. Mm. And I filled, you know, that 2,500 seat theater and I had cosplayers and I had, wow. you know, all of, I had the setups out front and gave away prizes and we're all sitting in that theater together, you know, having this experience and with my kid. And when I went and saw it two weeks earlier with eight film critics in a 2500 seat theater, I actually hated the film. Like I, oh, I didn't, really? I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know about this. I don't know if I love this. No, none of the critics were saying anything. There was no emotion and then when I'm watching it again with 2,500 people and they're cheering and crying and clapping, I'm like, okay, I actually do like this film. This film's pretty good, <laughs> you know? So I just think there's something you get out of going to the theater that you're Most just definitely. never going to get at home. You're never going to get at home. Never, never. So what what we do at, at Smod Castle, and this isn't with every film, so we do a lot of Rep House movies also. So we'll pick a movie uh, and Kevin will host it. So basically he'll do an intro and then he'll talk about it after. So before the movie, he'll tell the audience. He's like, listen, here at Smart Castle, we encourage 
uh, involvement in this in the in the movie. So when you see your favorite actor, you see your favorite character. You're please scream, yell, you know, engage, have you know, and it's it's you. I stand in the back with him as this is going on, and you just watch the audience, just you know, let loose, be themselves, you know, nobody there judging them and engaging with the other fans and having a great time. It's just you know that's what it's all about and these are old movies these are you know these aren't just the new ones that everybody's excited for that come out i mean even though most of them nowadays you know fit the bed when they come out unfortunately but <laughs> it's i mean it yeah i mean god help us aquaman too the worst oh but, man oh yes man. yeah i had Flat to watch rebel i had to watch rebel moon in the theater so the same week uh, i watched I watched Aquaman the next day. I watched Rebel Moon, and I really thought I was done being a film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just... like I my hat's down. Like I, oh, this is right. this is my Boston. I didn't even realize this is my Boston hat right uh, here, right next to me. Okay. I'm all about Boston, even though I'm in Utah. So you know. Yeah. Well, you see the Yankees. Yeah. Oh, what, my first my first time at Fenway two years ago. My first game. And I watched Boston play the Yankees. That was my first game at Fenway. Okay. And I was just okay. like, I don't need to see any other baseball game. I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm good. I mean, You're I good. have, but like, I think I'm right. good. I'm, I'm watching the two, you know, anyway. The two big ones, yep. It's awesome. At Fenway, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, so I mean, the whole movie experience is just uh, amazing and magical if you go to a theater. There's, there's nothing like it. I don't care what anybody says. And it's not about the seats. It's it's not about the you know all these gadgets that they give you or the food or the you know it's the camaraderie between the, the people and experience it with your friends or your family or whoever. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have birthday parties in the theater too. We rent the theater out for private parties, you know, and you get 40, 50, 60 kids in a movie watching something, and it's crazy. They love it, you know. They have the greatest time. You know, they have their cake in there. They have pizza in there. You know, it's, there's nothing like it. I mean, I just, I just wish people would get out of their house and, and, you know, experience what should be experienced. And that's, you know, being in a real cinema. I mean, I'm not just saying my cinema, but anyone, you know, if you want it to stick around, you want that medium to stick around and have that experience, you got to get out and, and go check it out. So she mentioned Endgame. You you had a the Rizzo brothers watching the, the Infinity oh, yeah, War, yeah. and yeah, t tell us a little bit about about that. Yeah, so Kevin's been he's friendly with the Russo brothers. So when we took the theater over, he gave me a list of people. He's like, I'm going to go after this one. I'm going to go after that one. You know, Zack Snyder is on the list and still is on the list. Uh, and the, then he said the Russo brothers. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, like come on, the Russo <laughs> brothers. <laughs> and it took a year, but we got them. And nice. they came to the theater and the nicest guys you could imagine. I mean, sweethearts. I mean, these guys are bazillionaires, right? And they were so down to earth. The sweetest. They came in. Uh, there was people in front of the theater waiting for them. Uh, they signed autographs and I brought them up to, to the apartment. I made them tea, you know, made the Rooster Brothers tea. Uh, and they sat down and we bullshitted for a while. And then they went and did two hours and 15 minutes. 
uh, on stage with Kevin and to keep Kevin from not talking is a hard, is a hard task. And I'll tell you what, he, he was a master at asking questions, the right questions. Cause he's a huge, you know, he's a, he's a huge fan. He's a, he's a geek. As we all know, he knows all the folklore and all the backstories of all these movies and the characters. So he asked the right questions and they engaged with him. And it was, there was a moment during the interview where, uh, uh, I think it was, Ant was it Anthony said, uh, he's like, yeah, Kev, he's like, I just want to tell you, he's like, uh, you're one of the best interviewers. And he goes, but to be honest, I could sit here and listen to you talk for hours. <laughs> Meaning let, let Kevin just talk because he's just, you can, the passion that comes out of him for, you know, these movies is just, you know, it's real. It's not fabricated. It's not something he read in a book or was, was to, I mean, it's really coming from his heart and he just, you know, he lives and breathes uh, this industry uh, when it comes to that. And that's what made these guys open up and be so friendly uh, and engaging with us. And they had a wonderful time and the audience loved it. We didn't even get to Q and A's and the audience didn't even care. You know, they just wanted to hear what these guys had to say. And, uh, and Kevin asked the right questions. You know, he asked the questions that, he knew that the audience wanted to hear being obviously respectful of certain things he even brought up the uh what was it um didn't they had an issue with scorsese at that moment yeah yeah scorsese right. basically came out and right you know it bashed superhero right. films yeah um, and they i think it was I joe or something with, i have issues with scorsese right now so it's fine it goes back yeah. and forth you know yeah 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 so <laughs> i mean that was a, he addressed that very nicely in the in the in the interview and it was perfectly done. Uh, they signed a whole bunch of like posters for us uh, that we could auction off and for the theater, which was extremely nice. But um, they said they would come back, uh, and I they will they'll they'll come back. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Zach's the next one, you know, on the list to get him. And, it's gonna uh, be a six. It's gonna be a six-hour like event. You know that, right? And then there's gonna be a special that's fine. cut later. There'll that's be a fine. Cut later that you guys like stream because no he problem won't be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem with that because those fans will come and do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Snyder fans are like gung ho, so you won't have an issue at all. Yeah, I mean, and we're trying. You know, Kevin's got Reitman on his list too. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, he's another one that you know we're waiting scheduling wise to get there. What's your next one? Do you have um your next one lined up so I can put it uh, on my calendar and fly out there? Yeah, well we got. I mean, Wait, it's Volgerthon. Yeah, well Volgerthon sold out already. We oh, didn't wow. even. Kevin didn't even. Yeah, he didn't even push it. He just we just put a couple things on Facebook and he didn't do a video or really push it hard and it sold out. So we just added a second show. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's August third. That's way far out, but um, that's great. I mean, it, it's amazing. But yeah, come coming up, uh, Kevin's got a busy month in February in Los Angeles, and he's got a lot of things going on. He's got the cruise, the Viewerskew cruise he's doing. Uh, so he'll be back in town for March. So on March second, we're doing a benefit with a uh artists for action and uh 
Angels play two foundations uh, about uh, gun violence in America and the Sandy Hook shootings and all. It's a really deep, emotional documentary that's coming to the film that we're going to show uh, on that Saturday night. We're going to do a huge benefit, things like that, for them and the theater. So that's going to be really great, and Kevin's part of that. Um, then after that, we got Mark Bernardin's coming back to town to do Fat Man Beyond with Kevin on uh, March 15th. And we usually sell that out. That's going to, that just went up today. And he'll stay for the whole weekend and we'll show two of his favorite films. We're showing Blade with Wesley Snipes nice. the next day. Yeah. And then we're showing one of his others, Doomsday. Oh my gosh. I haven't, I haven't thought of Doomsday forever. No, yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch that. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing that. And then, uh, and then we've been leaning into the rep house stuff. Like this week, we got Stripes coming up. And then we go into, after Stripes, we got Any Given Sunday for the Super Bowl week. And then we go into When Harry Met Sally, the Valentines. So every week, it'll be something different. We'll have a rep house movie every week. Because uh, people seem to love it. And we, our first one was The Thing with uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, nice. And yeah. I mean, it was a great turnout. You know, it's amazing. We just did Spaceballs two weeks ago. We did a one-night showing of Spaceballs. Had a hundred, I said, hundred and sixteen people showed up, or one hundred and sixty, I should say. It's crazy for Spaceballs. Yeah, people love Spaceballs. Like it is. Yeah. It's time. My daughter is twenty-two, and she, I think it was like three years ago. She's like, Mom, have you seen this movie Spaceballs? And I'm like, oh, I'm a bad parent. I did not. <laughs> did I not show that to you? Like, did I not introduce that to you? Well, that's um, that's a that's the thing. It's doing these old rep house movies mm-hmm. allows our generation to bring, you know, the kids to see it. I mean, the, the parents get as much joy out of it as the kid does, you know, introducing yeah. them to this stuff. Yeah, I it's remember um, going to the theater like right as theaters were opening up again and our local theater uh, was showing Back to the Future, which when I was little, I didn't get to see it in the theater, right? I had like the bootleg, my mom recorded it off of TV version. Um, And so half of the movie, I was like, oh, that's new. Um, But (laughs) there's just something about seeing the movies that we love from like when we were kids in the theater. And that when he turns on the speaker at the beginning of the film, like that's not what I experienced at home, right? That's right. like a big theater like moment. It was so cool. Yeah. I love that you guys do that. Like any given Sunday in a theater, like yes, oh, yeah, yes. Well, I was, you know, I was trying to pick a, you know, I'm like, what's a good football movie that guys? I hate to say just guys, but you know, yeah. But <laughs> who would who would dig it? And I was like, it's that, or it's Invincible, Mark Wahlberg, the re- right, the replacements, uh, the longest yard. I was thinking of the Burt Reynolds version, to be honest. Um, but any given Sunday by Oliver Stone has some really, really true football uh, scenes in it, which is amazing. Yeah, the editing uh, even, of of that movie just like yeah, like it's, tight across. It's so good. It's so good, and I think it'll, you know, get people excited for the Super Bowl and stuff like that. So, you know, we'll see how it does, you know. But this, it depends. It's weird. The studios 
you think those movies they would just give to you we no. still have to pay no we still have to yeah. pay for them yeah 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 yeah. yeah, you gotta pay. Yeah, the, what is it? Like four between four hundred and a thousand dollars for each so showing. I think so. It depends. Like a rep house yeah. movie could range from a hundred to three hundred dollars mm. just to have it. Plus, they get their thirty five percent. The new movies range from two fifty to two thousand dollars. Yeah, to get, and then they get up to fifty, sixty percent. It's that's why. You know, all these movie theaters have to charge an arm and a leg for water and popcorn because yeah, you're only getting 30-40% of your ticket price. I mean, you factor all that stuff in that the studio takes. It's amazing. Maybe you need to do, just because of this Super Bowl, you need to do the T-Swift movie <laughs> along with any given Sunday to make uh... sure you get that crossover. I, I hate to say it, but I think the football <laughs> nation is tired of T-Swift. But their <laughs> girlfriends aren't, and their daughters oh, aren't. Oh, man. And I'm not. Uh, yo, you're not. not. Oh. No, I'm a Swifty. I went to that movie on opening night. It was so crazy. Kids running around everywhere. The dad yelled, it's okay for dads to be Swifties. It was, it it was lots of fun. You're right. It, it is. It is. No, we, we, did, we did okay with Taylor Swift. Uh, you know, we had we also for her movie, she's the one of the few movies where we got the Taylor Swift buckets for popcorn and drinks oh, nice. that the kids could buy and stuff like that. But uh, we had a, a good amount of private parties for Taylor Swift, mm -hmm. which was nice, where you get 20, 30 teenage girls renting the theater out by themselves with their parent to watch this and they're dancing in the, you know. The aisles in front of the screen, you know, they were lovely. <laughs> yeah. That's but, what a know. theater can do. That's what a theater can do. Yes, yes. I mean, she's, a, I'll give her a lot of credit. She's a marketing genius, you know. She's, oh, yeah. When, when I worked in radio, yeah. she would send us personalized items every like quarter, oh, you wow. know, and she'd have our names on it like, hey, thanks, Val and Mike, for playing my song. Here's wow. some shirts. It's like a signed card. Like she knows what she's doing. And I just like, I have to give props uh, to her on that because yeah, I mean, whether it was her signing it or not, it made me feel special every time <laughs> I got it. <laughs> well, her, her, her contract that she sent to me was, I thought I had to have a lawyer look at it. It was like crazy. <laughs> it's like I mean, from Disney? film i mean there were so many stipulations and rules and if you do this you're going to get that you're going to get fined and we're going to do this to you i mean it was like signing my life away to get this film it's crazy but it, wow. it was worth it yeah. yeah yeah he's a good one do you have anything you're looking forward to this year i know you said most everything that's coming out was crap but oh. are you looking like how about a uh, deadpool the new deadpool movie you looking forward to I that mean, we get yeah we get them both back on the screen we I get wolverine it. and deadpool as long as they don't keep pushing, you know, as long as they don't push it, you know, because they pushed a lot of films lately. But yeah, that's, yeah, Deadpool's a, yeah, but that's sad. I mean, you could think of one. Oh, what movie do you really want to see? I want to see Deadpool. I mean, what else is there? I mean, it's, I mean there's a I mean, lot, but I was just thinking that one seems like the most fun. But... Right. I mean, we, we got, <laughs> I got Madam Web coming out. Ugh. I mean, it's, 
I'm sorry. I am not looking forward to that at all. And Spider-Man is my favorite. Nice. Look at but that. But if you can't, <laughs> if you can't even call Spider-Man by his name in the movie because you don't have the rights, don't make the movie. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyways, I could go. That's a whole different show. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't know how good it's going to be, but I was a I was a huge fan of the of the Fall Guy. Mm. So, I'd love to see what Ryan Gosling's going to do with it. You know, that's yeah. kind of one I'm kind of excited yeah. to see. Uh, I'm anxious to see, uh, you know, what's it, the Kong and uh, Godzilla. Yes, the new one. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see what yeah. they do. Yeah, X. Because I watched um, what is it? The one uh, Monarch. So Monarch. I yes. Monarch on Apple. Yes. Right. So it was very good. I love well, I think Russell. because there's a lot of um, holes in the schedule, right? Because there wasn't a lot of movies that were made last year. You have all these film festivals that now the studios are going into like Sundance and to South by Southwest and all these things. And they're buying these movies out that are going to fill in all of these places. And I have to tell you guys right now, as soon as the Christopher Reeves documentary comes out, like uh, just yeah. just be prepared to ball your eyes out and you you just yes you just need to do a superman marathon and then the next day you play that documentary oh my gosh like it's i did not think i knew i was going to be like in the moment cuz i watched superman all of them like over and over and over oh, as yeah. a kid right and everybody no matter whether you like the movies or not, you knew Christopher Reeve and he looked like, like a superhero. And and yeah. Robin Will they have, you know, Robin Williams, like clips of him in the movie, and because they were best friends and Yeah, they were friends, yeah. Um, but it goes through every single bit of his life, good, bad. Um, and it yeah. And then his kids got up after the film and, oh, they and were there. spoke. I was sitting I was sitting next to his kid's grandpa and I did not know that. He's this wow. British guy sitting next to me and I'm a film critic and there it's this huge theater during Sundance and I'm I'm just trying to like I'm just going to let these tears dry. I'm not going to let anybody know. So before the lights come up I'm like, "Okay, let me." And he <laughs> he leans over and he's like, so what did you think? And I'm like, it was beautiful. And he had a British accent. And I'm like, oh, did you have something to do with the film? And he's like, I'm family. And then they call the kids up and they all get out of the rows right next to me and walk oh, up. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, that it's You're surrounded. If that is one that, yeah, you could stream it and it would be fine. But being in the theater and, and just feeling all the feelings in that setting should be my Italian for a minute, but nice. So did they, who's the studio that's behind it? Um, I don't remember them saying who picked it up yet. Um, I'm just getting all of the, the kind of studio emails now that they can okay. start announcing things. Um, I'll, I'll, I probably have an email, <laughs> um, but I haven't seen them. So I just got back from Texas today, but, um, yeah, but be, it, it should be, be it should be out this week. It should be out this week. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I, yeah. I we want Superman's on. He, he's on my one and two are on the list uh, to mm -hmm. show. I'm not sure about three yet, but 
one and two. What about four? <laughs> he did not want to make four. I got to tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, still watched is, four as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I watched them all. It's just, I yeah. mean, one is just amazing. I mean, yeah. It's just so good. It's just, I mean, I love Henry Cavill, but yeah, there's nothing like Christopher Reeve, you know. Kids don't well, and I like it. how he didn't try to be Christopher Reeve. Like you have, you see a lot right. of these remakes or reimagined or reboot or whatever the heck you want to call it, and they and they try to some of them try too much to be like something else. But you know, Henry brought his own thing to it, which I respected for sure. Oh yeah, he's he's amazing in it, and it's a shame that we may never ever see him again. Uh, Superman, and Superman. You know. We're definitely going to see him next week in the theater already. So, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and the whispers of, you know, he keeps denying it, but I mean, I could see him as, you know, the new James Bond, but uh, I don't know what they're going to do with that franchise. I mean, I love James Bond too. So, yeah. Yeah. I, just... I did a marathon of James Bond with my dad. That's like his favorite, uh, you know, movie. Uh, series and uh, I, th I think either Henry Cavill or uh, Idris Elba would be fine with me. Yeah, Idris is he's you know guy's got so much swagger it's ridiculous. He's just, <laughs> he, he really does. I mean, he's just he's so cool in everything he does, which is awesome. But we'll see. I mean, hopefully they yeah. don't ruin that franchise. I mean, movie theater movie uh, studios are notorious for ruining shit. You know. Yeah, I mean, but that was another scene. That was another movie, the the finale of, you know, the last, um, I don't know, would you type of Bond movies? Because, you know, it went with, with that stretch. But the scene that he kind of says goodbye at the top of the building, you know, his like oh. send off scene from yeah. the last James Bond movie, like his, you know, that was his moment. And yep. watching that on your phone, like, oh. In no. the theater, you're like, yes. Yes, go to the movies, people, please. <laughs> you don't buy know what you're missing. Buy, buy five tickets. <laughs> yes, buy five tickets. But please buy popcorn and candy. That's where I make my money. <laughs> but, you know, crazy. But the theater it. was featured in Logic's music video. Um, yeah, yep. Were you yeah. there when they recorded um, the parts? There? I was in the video. Well, yeah, but well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's a great guy, uh, and he came. And I find it really, you know, weird when people come up to me and they say, "Hey, you're you're so and so," or you, you know, I still don't I'm not used to that because I don't consider myself any kind of celebrity or, you know, any have any kind of fame or anything. It's I'm just a you know, regular dude, but he walked up to me and he goes, Hey man, he goes, it's a pleasure to meet you. You know, I'm a big fan. And I was like, what? And he goes, Oh yeah. He goes, you're Rick Darris, man. He goes, uh, this is awesome. You're going to be in my video and this and that. I'm like, Oh yeah. He goes, thanks for doing this. I'm like, thank you, dude. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> I mean, this, this brings us a lot more light to, you know, clerks and to keep our, our thing going. And, uh, you know, shining a light on the theater and things like that. I mean, I, he was just wonderful. Great guy. Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, Kevin's next movie, 430 movie. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. So the 430 movie, uh, uh, 
I make a small cameo in it, which is is all I was I was fine with that because Kevin bumped me up to executive producer on that one, which was very nice. Um, I had a blast doing that because it's that movie's based on our childhood and going to the movie theater and the shenanigans that went around that you know sneaking into the movie theaters as tons of us have done growing up uh you know the girls in the movie theater uh the dealings with the managers and getting yelled at and getting thrown out and uh the whole and we filmed it and it's based in 1986 i think it's 86 yeah it's just there was I had a hard time what you know filming every day watching the scenes and him telling me how oh, we're going to do this so I'm changing that we're going to add this and I'd say something to him because I you know me and him lived it so I was like oh you didn't add that what about this or this word or did you say that and he was oh shit that's right we got to throw that in there Let's do it. <laughs> because it just you know it was so nuts and there was moments watching certain scenes because you know me as people will see in the film. There was a couple, there was some, you know, uh, moments that me and Kevin, you know, didn't get along for as kids, you know, and that happens with everybody. But, you know, we're like brothers. So, you know, you always have a little fight here and there. And there was a scene in the movie and it just, I had to walk away from it. I was like, God, dude, what are you doing to me? I was like, this is just ripping my heart out. You know, he just, the way he writes and the way he brings this stuff life is just amazing and i think it's one of his best pieces and i think everybody's going to be shocked at how good it is and you know it's nothing like what he's done before it really isn't but it highlights the theater which is awesome but it also highlights our youth and what we went through and but it's got that whole nostalgic thing behind it and it's hopefully it you know gets people to come back to old school movie theaters and you know than you know remembering what it used to be like to go to a theater you know when you were kids it's it's really cool and hopefully he's telling me the end of the summer sometime it's going to be coming out they don't want to rush it they really want to massage it and do it the right way uh they're working on the music right now which uh he sent me some clips of the music a few weeks ago and i was like pretty blown away because you know they're nailing that whole 80s vibe uh uh you know, to get you in the mood. And it's going to be something special. And the, the kids that play us uh, are amazing. I mean, the, the actors he found are just unreal. They're just so good. They really, they knocked it out of the park. I mean, uh, the guy who plays me is, I break his balls every day on set. And uh, <laughs> just, you know, but, you know, just to, and not to tell him how to play me because I didn't want to do that. It's just that it was, you know, kind of indirectly giving him my, you know, my essence or my vibe of kind of how I am and let him take it and twist it and do what he wants with it on screen. And this guy, Nick, did a fantastic job. They all did. I mean, it's just, I can't wait for people to see it. Um, you know, we'll premiere it at the theater. Uh, nice big event. Hopefully it's the, Oh, you know, the big premiere, the big, I will say Hollywood premiere in New Jersey, which would be nice, but that's all up to the studio. And you better give me a good review. Oh, you, you know it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'm not promising I'll, anything. I'll hunt but... you down. <laughs> 
we'll come we'll come back here after the movie comes out yes. and we'll talk about yeah. it <laughs> we can take we can take criticism trust me don't worry so i'm looking back there is that val kilmer yeah Wyatt Earp. yeah, yeah. Oh, one of my so i'm your huckleberry say when one of my one favorite of... scenes here i got something for you <laughs> Ah, well, that is so cool. <gasps> yeah, that's that's uh directly from Val himself. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, we had the when Val, yeah, luxury. When uh -huh. Val Kilmer came to Wise Guys, he brought his uh, Mark Twain show to Wise Guys, the comedy club I worked for. And, oh, and okay. I, I got to meet him, but he he gave some art to the club. That's hanging up there so yeah yeah he's he is a sweetheart i gotta say that he, he's such a nice guy um and seeing that scene in in maverick just breaks your heart yeah oh my gosh yeah. right well That's do it. me a favor and uh play tombstone like the first oh. week the first week in december when i'm out there so i can come to your theater oh <laughs> yes i'll be out there for new york comic-con so i usually try and uh you know roam around to the jersey side so yeah i mean that that is one of my i can't if that movie is on tv or anywhere if i see it i can't i have to watch it same just, same but i mean so... that that moment he walks out of that shadow you oh know, it's i just <laughs> and he's like say when like just the quietest yeah you know it's not yelling there's no explosions nope. it's just say when that's so yeah. good man. so good oh, you watch it. <laughs> oh yes come on i actually did a movie with him uh i was just doing some stand-in work uh on pollock the ed harris movie mm. and he was in that he was in that movie i was sitting outside with him and i was just i don't know if he got he must have been having a bad day uh but <laughs> i was sitting next to him and Sometimes you get a little intimidated to talk to these celebrities and you try not to overstep the bounds, but we're all sitting together and uh, bullshitting and having a conversation. And I made the statement. I was like, hey, man, I, I got to say Tombstone is probably my favorite Western of all time. I mean, it's I just love it. I said, it, uh, I'm just, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said it, but I was like, just shocked <laughs> you didn't get an Oscar nod for that. I mean, your your portrayal of Doc. And Holly he's like, oh. It was amazing. I mean, it was just yeah. so good. I, I mean, the, the quotes and just the way you – just a, a brilliant performance. And he just looked at me and got up and walked away. Yeah. I mean, everybody was, has a day, but he maybe he was trying to stay in character. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, and I felt so bad. And I turned – I was sitting next to – down the other side, and it was John Hurd. And I, sat, I turned to him, and I was like, did I just – fuck up did i just say something i'm supposed to say he goes oh no he's just you know he has he's having a bad day he's fine i was like okay but yeah brilliant brilliant movie not to get too off topic because i'm a huge fan of westerns but uh this one the harder they fall if you haven't seen it it's one of my favorite fall. yeah it's a netflix movie that came out in theaters for a little bit um okay. and indra selba is the bad guy ah yes 
Yes. It is. Strong. Yes. And seeing it in the theater, because they did, they, they had to put it in theater for a little bit so that it could be nominated um, right. before it went to Netflix. And to see the coloring of that film is one of my favorite things. It's like its own character. And mm. to see it in the theater was was so cool. And I watch that on Netflix too all the time. It's like that, Tombstone, Endgame, you know, all, all those things I can watch over and over. Yeah, and Rocky. I see you. And Rocky. Rocky. And uh, uh, I have got Creed gloves around here somewhere. I'm a huge Creed fan, so. Yeah, the first one, yeah. The second, second one is my favorite. The second one, man. The fight, the training scene in the second movie. Come on. Yeah. The third, the third one, eh. eh. The, the second, the second one's my favorite. Yeah, they screwed Stallone. They, they did. How could you not? How could you not address Balboa in the third one? He didn't want I mean, to be involved. He didn't want to I be know, involved in it. Yeah. But there was nothing. There was nothing. Yeah. Not even a phone call, a letter, anything. This is like, come on, man. Wouldn't exist without. Even- even I miss my unk, you know, something. Yeah, just nothing. A little, a little nod. Yeah. A little something. <laughs> something, something. But I saw it was probably in a contract. Like like the yeah. Taylor Swift one, it was probably in the contract. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah, that's cool. Wow. Well, it's like in Avengers, you have Robert Downey Jr. and um, what's his name, who both played Sherlock. Nobody said yeah. no shit, Sherlock. You know, yeah. that's just yeah. sitting there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm, I am a huge fan of uh, of that. I think it's because we all expected it and then they didn't say it. And so we all had a reaction, which I kind of love when a filmmaker and the actors kind of know, like, we're going to be head to head, both Sherlock's here, right, on screen together. Ooh. And we're going to have this moment and we can either do what the audience thinks and or wants us to do or we cannot do it, which then causes another reaction, which kind of, you know, uplifts the rise in them to keep going in the film. So, I mean, it just, you know, I'm glad they didn't say it because we remember more that they didn't say it than if they would right. have. I think that's just my my opinion. We did get the Gamora, you know, why is Gamora? Why is Gamora? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I think we got a little tra- off track there. Um, you so, invited me. I'm sorry. You know how I know. <laughs> I know. How but we we had Ashley on the podcast before about uh, uh, Lilu Multiprops. Oh yeah, Ashley. Yep. Um. So she's part owner. Does she do any um you know running around and help with programming or any ideas in that way? Um. She deals a lot with um, like paying the studios, uh, dealing with those guys, you know, getting their percentages correct. She also brings certain programming to the theater because of the business that she's in, uh, you know, with the, uh, the props and the private signings that she does with the celebrities. She's always trying to work those angles to get those people to come to the theater uh, and tie it in if we could with her business, you know, do a signing with them and then also do a show at the theater, which is a, a good creative way of doing things. Um, she's always coming up with ideas. Uh, 
the problem is, and it's not her fault at all. It's just the dealing with certain celebrities and trying to get them to come to a small theater like ours, the amount of money that some of these guys want kind of ridiculous. I mean, we have a 230 seater. We can't really sell um, the ticket for too much money. I mean, if a, we have a $50, $60 ticket, if we do one show, we're barely covering our cost to pay for that celebrity. And sometimes we can't even cover our cost, so then we can't make the deal. Um, so she's brought a lot to the table, but some of the stuff just hasn't panned out because we just can't, honestly can't afford uh, the higher-end celebrities to come in. Uh, that's why having Kevin in place, bringing these guys in, uh, is wonderful. I mean, we got George R. R. Martin in there that Kevin brought in, and he brokered a deal with him. Kevin's doing something for him. George did something for us. So nice. it's the same thing. Yeah, same thing with the Russo brothers. You know, you work these things out together uh, because they love cinema and they, they want to, you know, get out there and engage with the fans. But to straight up get a celebrity just to come, it's it's tough sometimes, you know? I mean, you see them, a lot of them are on the road doing shows and things. But if you look at the ticket, I mean, I think, what was it? I had asked him about Quentin once. I was like, hey, I see Quentin's doing a, like a mini tour about his book. And he was coming to New York. And I was like, you think maybe reach out and see if we could get Quentin? Because there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. He'll, yeah. We, we, he won't come, you know, one, because, you know, one, we can't afford him. Uh, and that's the case in most things. It's, you know, it's, it's tough. But if they love it enough, um, they'll come. Who was that? Is that my dog? Oh, sorry. Or my dog. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they really got to love what we're doing to to knock their price down. And I listen again. I don't expect them to do it for free. I, uh, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, but we try to negotiate and work with what we can with what we have until we get to a point where we have enough where we can say, hey, we can give you $20,000 or $50,000 mm -hmm. to come here and for a couple hours, you know, and do your yeah. thing. You know? Yeah, I don't think <clears throat> fans understand that celebrities have guarantees, <clears throat> right? Yes. I'm at, I'm at conventions all the time. And people right. are like, why is this autograph so expensive? Well, because if this is their job, they're coming right. here and they want to get paid and their guarantee is this. And if they don't make their guarantee, then the convention or the business owner has to make right. up for the rest. <laughs> and, you know, it's, I don't think people quite understand it because it's their celebrities, right? And they're like, they right. should just want to mm -hmm. come. No, this is their job. I'm not asking yeah. you to come in to work for free today, you know? Right. It's, it's a it's a it's a business. This is a yeah. Business. Whether it's I a mean, whether it's a trade, you know, and it's you know, I'll scratch your back, whatever. But there needs to be, you know, some kind of thing. Unless you said like they really, you know, are into it, and and they right. just, you know, some. I'm not saying people aren't that way, but again, if they're, you know, they got to make money, got to pay their bills. Yeah, of course. I mean, listen, yeah. and even the people that are into it, they still have to make some money. I mean, there's yeah. travel, there's food. I mean, they're leaving their home for a couple of days. I mean, they could be working somewhere else. I mean, you got to compensate mm -hmm. them for something. I mean, yeah, I, I totally get it. And I have no problem with it. It's just, we just have to navigate who we can yeah. get now. Yeah. 
Oh, I know you get it. I'm just saying like the ticket to come see him. Oh, yeah. It's got to be. They don't get it. Yeah. Fans don't get it. <laughs> no, they don't. Don't. And we keep our stuff pretty reasonable. I mean, if you've seen yeah. our events, we keep them pretty cheap. We try to so people can enjoy it and see what we're trying to do here. I mean, we've only had the theater for, what, a year and a half, I think now. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And we've done some pretty cool stuff. So we'll get there, you know. We'll we'll get bigger and bigger, but we'll never outprice ourselves. It's just I don't see that happening. I don't see us ever doing like a hundred hundred dollar ticket or a hundred and fifty dollar ticket to have some celebrity come in. I just I don't know if people would pay that. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I do know that I remember at New York Comic Con when I was there one year, Stallone was charging three hundred and fifty dollars for an autograph. And I was like, Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. But I get it. I mean, Maybe try your Snyder fans. They might pay a hundred bucks to get in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, who knows? I mean, we try to keep it pretty simple and basic and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not too greedy. Well, and I but, think that's know. the charm of a smaller theater, right? Is yeah. that you've got, you've got the ability to keep it that way. And I think people respect that. So. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, it's not, I didn't get into this to become rich or to make tons of money. I mean, this is, for me and Kevin, this is like a passion project. Mm -hmm. I mean, do I have to pay my bills? Of course. Does Kevin have to pay his bills? Of course. I mean, everybody has their nut to cover, right? Um, but we also don't want to take advantage of people. That's not what it's about. You know, it's trying to put really cool shit out there. Uh, and then everybody having fun because you know that's what it's all about I mean as Kevin says to me when he's doing a project he calls and he says hey you want to come play and when he says you want to come play to me that means oh we're gonna you know you want to be in a movie you want to do something you know and I don't even ask what it is I don't care if it's one line or ten lines or just a count I don't I don't care the best is the fact that you're getting to do something really cool that you love and enjoy that's the gratitude, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, I think a lot of people miss that uh, mm -hmm. in life. You know, it's, you got to seize those moments. And mm -hmm. again, what we're trying to build at the theater is those are moments that, I mean, we have a lot of families uh, with their kids. Their, I mean, fathers and sons and fathers and daughters or, or mothers and daughters come to the theater and they're like, yes, I'm bringing my kid here to experience this for the first time and that's the stuff that's great i mean and they love it yeah it's it, it, it is it's beautiful we had a guy come in for clerks up all night he did the all-nighter never saw any of the clerks ever never <laughs> he's like this is my first time experience any of this he did the all-nighter and at the kevin would talk to him after every movie and at the end he made sure he talked to him again you know during the q and a's and the kid was just loving it. I think that was the greatest thing in the world. So, you want to talk to him next week? He mentioned that too. Yeah, it's just, it's those moments, man, that make us keep going and keep wanting to do more stuff. That's why after we did that up all night, he's like, I want to do this birthday thing. And I was like, okay, an all day or an all nighter? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, let's do it again. And I was like, oh my God, you're killing me. I was like, I'm in my, I'm in my 50s, dude. I'm not, I'm not in my 20s no more. <laughs> Yeah. And then Vulgarthon's all the Vioscu movies. 
Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's, that's going to be, that starts at 9 a.m. And that's going to end around two in the morning. And then now that we edit the second show, that's going to start at 10 a.m. and probably end at three in the morning. So I'll be, I'll be going from seven in the morning till five in the morning. Then I'll go home. <laughs> yeah. Get some naps in. <laughs> I tried like during during clerks up all night. I said to him, I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some naps between these move while these movers are playing. And I can't because while they're playing, me and him start bullshitting. You know, we're, you know, we're like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, you start talking movies and you start talking this and all this kind of crap, and you know, it just yeah, you never sleep. It just you just suck it up and deal with it the days after. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a zombie the next couple of days, you know, but it's all worth it. You know, why not? It's fun. Um, so if, if somebody's in town there, when is the theater open? And, uh, where, where can they uh, see the listings? So going to our website, smodcastlecinemas.com is the best way to see everything that we got going on. Uh, we're open from Wednesday to Sunday, Mondays and Tuesdays are just, they're dead. There's, we tried it when we first took it over and it just, there was no traffic at all. So it didn't make sense to stay open. So we used to like during the summer, we'll do Wednesday matinees, but in the winter, it's just four o'clock on. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, is our schedule. So, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, we open up at 3. Our first screening is at 4. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, we open up at 12. And our first screening is at 1. That seems to be working for us right now during the lean months of the winter of what's going on. Um, and when it rains, you know, it increases business a little bit. But if it's like frigid cold out, nobody, it's hard to get people to come out. Mm. You know, the last week or two, it was really cold here in Jersey. Uh, attendance was down pretty good but thank god we had a really good weekend with clerks up all night and then we did batman returns also that oh, weekend nice. yeah yeah we had 165 people for batman returns nice which was, yeah which is awesome yeah watching that again on the big screen is just incredible so good so good oh my god keaton is the man love it but um yeah, I mean, that's pretty much our programming, unless we have some sort of special screening. Uh, we just added uh, a few things today uh, on our schedule, and I got a bunch of other stuff I got to work out with him and when he's coming into town, when I can get back up on the schedule. But uh, we got some cool events. We want to do a, a Jay and Bob type event. We're not sure how we're going to do it yet, but something to do with Jay and Kevin uh, with the fans. We want to do something like that. Um, there's talks of trying to bring in some of the other USQ alumni. Maybe, I mean, we want to bring Joey Lauren Adams back. Jason Lee wants to come back. Obviously, um, Justin Long, he wants to come back. Um, Q from Impractical Jokers, he wants to get back into the theater because we did a, his screening of his movie. So he'd like to come back. So it all comes down to scheduling. So a lot of times... It'll be a last minute thing. We'll put the schedule up two weeks before the show and it does very well. 
and the fans and and the general public pretty much monitors the website. So as soon as it goes up, they like start buying tickets because they know what Kevin's schedule is like. And if we get somebody, we have a small window, so we'll book it and then put it up. And it usually does really well. Like again, like I said before, I was surprisingly shocked that Volgathon sold out that quick. You know, especially August 3rd, it's way in advance and it's already sold out. So I guess, you know, adding on a second uh, theater is, I think, the right way to go. And I, I bet you will sell that out too. Fill all long five. Stretch. <laughs> huh? Fill all five. <laughs> uh, that's, what he, that's what he wants to do. He wants, he's like, oh, you think we could get all five? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> that's. I don't know, bud. I mean, I'd love to get all five, but I've never seen that theater, even as a kid, where every theater was full. I mean, if we could, if we could pull that off at some state, at some stage, that'd be amazing. I mean, when we had the first film festival. Uh, we had a lot of people in there for the first film festival, which was good. Which I had a hard time navigating all those people, so I cut the programming down. I, my first year, I did 150 films. Everybody says you're nuts doing 150 films in that small theater. <laughs> and we, we pulled it off, but I realized after that the volume of people being in there was a little tough. So I, now I have it down to 100 films. Uh, and this year we did, a, or last October we did 100 films. It was a lot easier. So we'll do that again. Uh, I think the date I'm looking at is October 18th. Yeah, the week after Chronicon. We'll mm. do the film festival again. But then I'm also toying with the idea of doing a 37-hour film festival. The one-day <laughs> event. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, so in a row. So, <laughs> yeah, in a row. It's a, it would be a one-day event where the concept, you know, the the movie won't can't be under. It has to be under four minutes and thirty seconds, a la the four thirty movie. And we will give you a, in most twenty four hour, forty eight hour film festivals, we'll give you a mm -hmm. subject. Yeah, and you have thirty seven hours to do it. Yeah. So, oh, I have done those a couple of times. I did not make yeah. good. I did. My movies were awful. Like I, we're just going to pretend that those never happened. No, but they're but you fun. Know they're fun, and they get the community it's, together. Right. And it's just it's it's yeah. fun. It's it's a one day thing. It's not like the festival we do for three four days. It's one day in and out. I'll pick a, a certain amount of films, uh, and then what I'm thinking of doing is as far as a prize instead of it being a monetary or a trophy that their film, their short, gets to play in the actual movie theater before a film, which nice. I think is a big deal for a filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, and then the potential, we may even throw it on uh, Kevin's YouTube channel and run it there, which, nice. which he has millions of, you know. And I think to the average independent filmmaker, that's more than saying, hey, here's a $500 check. Yeah, you know, I think that's a bigger deal doing that because then you're going to get more eyes on it and you get people going to see your work. You know? I agree. So, that's awesome. Yeah, so that 
so we're thinking of doing that. We're pulling that together in the next uh, next week. Uh, and if that happens, I'll pull the trigger on that one. But, you know, anything we can do, any kind of fun stuff, that, you know, that people want to do. We're open to doing anything, you know. We embrace all independent movies, doing premieres there, you know, renting a the theater to everybody and you know, show their film there, have their families come in. Um, we normally charge, like, for an independent filmmaker, if they want to rent the, the-, this, the theater, it's 300 bucks. And then we do a 50-50 split on the tickets, which I think is a great deal. Um, or if they want to rent the theater straight up, then that changes. I mean, it's the smaller theaters would be 600 straight up. And then the big theater, which holds 230, would be, I think it's 750. But even those are still cheap numbers compared to if you went to AMC or Cinemark where they charge a boatload yeah. to do stuff like that. But again, it's all about, you know, creating a community and getting people in the theater and, you know, let them know what we're doing there and have them come in and see the movies. We'll get there. It's good. You know, when are you going to come down? Dylan, I feel like we need to do a road trip and do a live podcast from like the theater when he decides to show, uh, you know, any, any of the movies on this wall. Tombstone, <laughs> any of them, but yeah, Tombstone would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh, visit the stash and the quick stop, and yeah, we'll make a whole Jersey tour of it. Yeah, I noticed uh, just the other day. I found it funny because when I was uh, at the uh, quick stop, or when I was building the original Smod Castle next to the quick stop in Leonardo, I really started to notice how many people per day come to the quick stop to take pictures in front of it. And I was like, these people are crazy. It's every every day. There's just people coming and coming and taking pictures. Now I'm starting to notice people are coming in front of the theater to take pictures. Yeah. I mean, movies, yeah. they, they mean something to people and characters mean something to people. Last year, yeah. you know, I, I was in Boston again for work and I made sure to go sit on the bench you know and and i had to wait because i was trying to be sly but there's other people you know that want to go sit on the bench and i had been waiting to sit on this bench for years and i went and i found the bench and i sat on it and i felt like i had to think deep thoughts and everything (laughs) i got a picture of the bench and you know a picture of the view from the bench you know the water the over shoulder shot and you know it's and it's you know movies and characters they mean something and so for people to be able to go to place where you know they watch your movies over and over and over and they quote them with each other and you know they remember where they were when they first saw it movies oh yeah so to be able to go in front of something that represents something in their life is people do it they search for it that's cool i love it yeah it's a it's a destination yeah yeah, yeah. And they yeah, come from yeah. all over the world. It's, it's crazy where they come. I mean, it's it shocks me every time we have a show and people say where they're from and where you know how far they've traveled just to come to the theater to see Kevin. It's it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Good stuff. So you all gotta come to Smodcastle Cinemas, please. Yes. Yes. We'll be out there for Tombstone. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, last time you're on, we asked you some bonus questions. It's been four years, so I'm going to re-ask them. 
see if the question, the answers have evolved at all. And I, I did answer uh, at a, an additional question as well. Uh, the okay. first question is, what does creativity mean to you? Creativity, what does it mean to you? It's, it's one word, freedom. Creative, people should have the freedom to create with, you know, what they want. I mean, I've seen in, in some instances, people are, are trying to restrict people from expressing themselves uh, properly, which, I mean, obviously, if it's a, if it's really, really like, you know, bad stuff, I get that. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm saying true artists that want to create and express themselves should not be denied a platform to uh, to do what they want to do. There's just too much, too much, like, I, I'm not a, I don't like politics, but I'll use the word, there's too much politics sometimes in the movie industry. That's, I'd, I'd like people just to create because if you watch everything that's out there now, it's just recycling a lot of the same old stuff over and over and over. And then occasionally you'll see this beautiful piece of art come out by just letting somebody express themselves and people discover it. I mean, that's what you need more of because otherwise the movie industry is going to go to shit. I mean, you, it's just let people, you know, do what they want. I mean, I mean, within reason, obviously everything's got to be within reason and within the law, <laughs> you know, things <laughs> like that. But I, I just, yeah, being creative, the main thing to that is, you know, the freedom to do what you want, to be able to make what you want. Love it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the next question is, who is your favorite Muppet and why? <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Um, well, I'm named after a Muppet. You would think it, you would think it would be Ernie. But I'd have to say Animal is uh, probably my favorite favorite Muppet. Yeah. Nice. And then in the movie of your life, who would play you and what genre? Wow. Well, I would, I would love to say it would be an action movie of some sort or some kung fu type movie because I love like kung fu movies. I grew up on Kung Fu theater and stuff and all that stuff's really cool, but I don't know if I would be believable as that. <laughs> um, if I was, let's see, I mean, somebody to play me currently would either be, hmm, I like Chris Evans. I could see him playing me at that my age, even though I'm older than him right now, but I could see Chris Evans probably, or maybe Chris Pine also. Everybody used to say I kind of resembled, which I never saw, uh, Christian Slater or Tom Cruise back when I was younger. I but... literally was just going to say, yeah, if, yeah. Christian Slater, Christian. if Christian Slater and Tom Cruise had a baby, it would but... be you. Like, I've been looking, <laughs> I am obsessed with noses, <laughs> and you have Tom Cruise's nose, but then you have like Christian Slater's like jaw and mouth. I haven't been like stalking staring at you, but <laughs> a little bit like the whole time. I and I was gonna say it, and then you said it, and I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. Yeah, I've 
I've been getting it my whole life. My whole life, I've been getting it. And when I used to audition years, when I was younger, I got turned down a bunch because of that. Because they're like, oh, you look like Cruz too much, or you got that look, and we look for something different. I'm like, oh, I don't see it. But, I mean, it was so much where I auditioned for Vanilla Sky just to do stand-in work for Tom. And it was like hundreds and hundreds of people trying to get that job because apparently when you get it, you work very closely with Tom uh, on the film, you know, and you really have to learn the character and, and he just really embraces you on it. So it's a pretty big deal. So I was, it was down to me and another guy uh, came down to the two of us. And when I had an interview with uh, the director and everything and stuff like that, and it came down, I was too tall. Mm. pretty much they're like oh you got the look you got this and they're like oh, you're just a little too tall and the other guy was a surfer dude with long blonde hair and stuff like that but he had more of a build and was more of his height uh, so he got it um but yeah you know. one apple box too tall exactly yeah yeah but what jason else? lee got in there yes he did yes he did yeah I saw Jason Lee last year um, at a convention and it was during the strike. So nobody could talk about any movie or TV show. And I'm like, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to peek into his panel and see what he's talking about. And right. all he talked about for 45 minutes was how much he loved skateboarding. And when he oh, got into awesome. skateboard, like they just talked about skateboarding the whole time. You say Jason Lee is one of the nicest guys. I mean, he is, He's just a sweetheart, man. When he comes to the theater, he is just the greatest. I mean, you can't ask for any better. He's a yeah, cool dude. Small rats and my name is Earl. I just, it's like, that dude is awesome. And in Dogma, just how evil he gets in that. Oh, he's just so cool. And he wants to bring back the guys from My Name is Earl, uh, Ethan and uh, the, I guess the creator of, of My Name is Earl. I can't remember his name right now, but he wants to bring a bunch of those cats back to the theater next time when he does something. Well, if uh, uh, I, I noticed you're on the uh, the agency site, uh, ZSC, so for conventions. Oh, yeah. Too busy for conventions or? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I jumped on that a couple of years ago. Uh, when she first started it with the clerk's crew and uh, I was like yeah I'll give it a shot uh, not knowing that once I got involved with the original Smodcastle uh, in Leonardo that my weekends were just you know I wasn't going to let Kevin down I was like you know if I'm going to commit to something I'm going to commit to it and I just didn't have the time to to really go into it and do it as like I wanted to just I mean as much as I would love to do it i just can't i mean unless kevin specifically says to me hey Aaron, i need you to come to this then i would go you know but i'd rather put my energy into building what we're trying to do here yeah because uh, i think that's more important i'm um, not that i'm saying it's not important to go out and see everybody um but they come to the theater anyway and they can yeah. engage with me right there i mean i'm i'm very accessible uh when I see everybody and they're very nice and I'll stop and take pictures or sign stuff when I can. Uh, but I, you know, I'm pretty much running around like a, a chicken. 
doing all these things. But um, yeah, I mean, I have nothing against the the circuit. I just it just didn't seem to pan out and work out for me uh, with that. But we'll see. I mean, maybe I'll do the the one at Chronicon. I don't know. But again, that's right before the film festival, so I don't even know if I'll have time to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a busy couple of weeks before the festival. Last time we talked, you had one film under your belt. Do you have any any other movies in the works or um four years ago? Well, oh, what was four it years called? ago? I can't think of. The well, name. I well I had Hundred Acres of Hell. I did. That's the horror movie I did. Yeah. Uh, and then I did my own short, The Seventh Day. Uh, then I did um, well, my buddy Troy. I did a uh, he like a on our own. It's like this little sitcomy thing he has on YouTube and Tubi called On Our Own. I did that. That was fun. I did that with him. Um, I also did um, Gone for the Weekend. I made a cameo and produced with him with Troy Burbank. And Wasted Blind is something I did. It's a thirty-minute short. Was my first attempt at doing a real dramatic role. I play a drunk and an asshole father. Uh, I produced and starred in that with him, and I think that's coming to Tubi uh, in the next couple months. And then I also just shot a horror movie with him called "What Lives Here," uh, right in Atlantic Highlands, and that was pretty fun. That was at the Strauss House. I don't know if you guys ever heard of the Strauss House. This uh, legendary haunted house in Atlantic Highlands where they filmed, um, I think it's the movie in the 70s, Don't Go in the House. Oh. Like that. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, those are the kind of things I've been messing around with. And, you know, whenever friends of mine that are trying to get off the ground and do little films and stuff, if they need help, try to help, you know, producing and stuff for them or, the union stuff obviously can be a little complicated. Uh, so I try to help out with that, th those things and get them whatever they can. Cause I wish I had that when I was younger, you know, somebody to say yes and to help me navigate through some of the, the crap of making a movie. Cause it can be a little overwhelming sometimes, you know, I don't know everything, but I know enough to, to get them there and to help out and tell them not to do certain things. <laughs> Well, we need more people like you in situations like that, running movie theaters passionately. And Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. So everybody get to, out to your local theaters, get to get to New Jersey. Yes, please. <laughs> well, thanks, yeah. Ernie, for coming on. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's always nice to have a platform to talk movies. Uh, and you know, especially to talk about Smodcastle Cinemas. It's just, you know, it's good. I appreciate it. And thank you, Valerie, for joining us. You you, you added so much to this conversation. I, I took you off the rails so many times oh. today. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> She's a doll. That's what, what Italian, that's what Italians do. We, we distract you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Brad Adamy. It's I got the last name, but not much else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys. Good. Have a wonderful evening. Go get some rest. 
Wednesday will be here soon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It will Thanks, be. Dylan. Nice to meet you, Ernie. You too. It was a it was a pleasure. Uh, thank you very much for your insight and uh, your passion for the for the arts. Thank you. I'm heading your way this year. You'll see me. Yes, hit me up. Let me know. I'll give you a free popcorn. Be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, guys. Thanks right. again. Thank you. The podcast is done, man. <laughs>